0: Hello, and welcome to The Wonders I've Seen. Well, there's no such thing as weird or normal, there's just different. I'm your host Tanagra, and today we're gonna to be discussing a documentary, something a little bit different for this Christmas edition of The Wonders I've Seen, Netflix's Dance Dreams Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. So grab your liquid nourishment, sit back and enjoy the wonders. I have never desired your good opinion. People fear what they do not understand. I have a headache, a badge, and a gun. I'm- my liquid nourishment for the day is hot chocolate, as is spitting. Alright, so let's get into it. This documentary is predominantly around the passion of one woman, the great Debbie Allen. If you aren't familiar with Debbie Allen, she's a living legend. She's a director, actress, choreographer, producer, and dancer. Whether you know her from fame, I am not going to sing the theme song of that show. (laughs) Whether you know her from fame, the Cosby show, a different world as Janet Jackson's choreographer or from Grey's Anatomy, which I think introduced her to an entire new generation. Uh, She is a force to be recognized and respected. Basically, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and I guess now also in the 20 teens, um, if you have any awareness of the arts or pop culture, especially if you're Black, you know who Debbie Allen is. So the Debbie Allen Dance Academy, or Dada, was founded in 2001 after Debbie Allen's daughter faced racial discrimination at her dancing institute. She was studying at the Kiroff Academy. Basically, she was told that she would never be a dancer, so she could go and uh, dance for Alvin Ailey. Alvin Ailey is a predominantly... Black dance institution that was started due to the racial discrimination that Black dancers of all sorts of dance faced. So saying that she should go to Alvin Ailey was a dig at her but actually like you have to be really talented to be in Alvin Ailey you know just like any other professional dance. Um, But in response Debbie Allen pulled her daughter out of the Kirab Academy and started her own academy like baller move right there. So Unlike most dance academies, DADA is a 501c3 corporation. That means it's a nonprofit organization. According to Ms. Allen, the school was founded so people of every shape, color, and background could learn dance. As such, 75% of the students receive some form of financial aid to attend the academy, either a partial scholarship or all the way up to a full scholarship. The annual Hot Chocolate Nutcracker brings in most of those funds. Dance Dream's Hot Chocolate Nutcracker is a documentary about this annual fundraiser. While the Hot Chocolate Nutcracker features a few professional adults in key roles, the stars of the show are the children, high school aged and down to as young as three. Um, there are so many precious little kids in this with like cheeks and they're running around just like dancing and the concentration is amazing and I was like if I had money to give I would give it for this cuteness and joy um so it's the documentary is just wonderful Uh, unlike your traditional nutcracker that features clara traveling into the magical kingdom and enjoying performances from all over the world while she sort of sits as the guest in the fairyland the hot chocolate nutcracker has clara traveling around the world and in each country uh, she encounters a different type of dance and a different type of music it adds a diversity and a sense of expediency and accomplishment to the traditional nutcracker that it lacks. Uh, Clara travels, she sees the world, and at the end of the show, she is changed and has grown much in the way that it seems that the kids who go into Dada and who participate in the hot chocolate nutcracker also seem to throughout the process. Um, So one thing that I loved was that throughout the documentary, they gave a beef a, excuse me a brief history of debbie allen it talks about her growing up in segregated houston yes houston texas which currently has um one of the most it di- was currently one of the most diverse cities in the nation um it talks about her being refused entry to the houston ballet school of dance because she was black and then how she got a ballet scholarship at the age of 14 from madame tatiana Semenova, which changed her life and allowed her to pursue her passion for dance so Miss Allen's own struggles with racism and other challenges in the dance industry are explained throughout the documentary and they're mirrored in the struggles her students face and the very challenges she is teaching them to overcome through dance and through their education at DADA. Like most documentaries, this film centers around a few select students. It starts following them from the audition process and then takes us through the four months of preparation and through the first performance of the Christmas season. There's also a bit of an epilogue where it shows you where they are now. This started filming approximately two years ago, so you get an idea of where their lives were headed and what they're doing currently. Um, The documentary shows you that dance is a wonderful thing. It's fueled by passion and hard work, and Miss Allen talks about the pain that goes into wanting to be good at, at dance, whether it's through injuries or just through the physical labor of practice. But all of that doesn't mean anything if you don't have the money to pursue it. And this is where DADA excels at being different from other places. Um, I'm going to talk briefly about two of the students that they focus on, April Watson and Joanne Carrasco. So April Watson is one of the fairy queens of the hot chocolate nutcracker. Uh, Each of the roles is double cast by Miss Allen, allowing the students to take on more than one role, but also allows more than one student to experience that spotlight, which can be really empowering. So April is also the ballerina in this episode's thumbnail. She didn't start dancing until she was eight, which is considered like on the edge of too late in dance if you took ballet like I did when I was younger. By the time you're eight, they've already started talking about like toe shoes, which is the like "Ah!" moment of a ballerina's life because it... um means that you're start gonna start doing more difficult dances, potentially start doing partner roles, which means lifts. It means you're getting to a new level in your dance. But April was just starting to dance. So when Miss Ellen discovered her, she moved from North Carolina to Los Angeles to join Dada. And she was dancing, going to school, and also working at a cashier at Puyo, as a cashier at Pollo Loco when we meet her in this documentary. And now this is where Dada differs from other places, like I said before, from other academies. Not only did April receive a full scholarship to Dada, but they also helped her with her housing when she moved across the country. And this is something that they do on a regular basis, whether it's living with teachers, whether it's getting help from family of teachers, Um, they support their students in every way possible. In all honesty, it's a, a creative child's dream. Another student that they also talk about is Joanna Carrasco. Joanna started at Dada when she was eight and she qualified for a summer program in New York. I think they're talking about a year or either during the time that they're filming this documentary. But unfortunately, she had to turn it down because while the summer program gave a scholarship to the dance school and to the dance intensive, it didn't cover anything else. So she needed about seven, eight thousand more dollars for living expenses because New York is expensive AF. Like, there's no way around that. And so she didn't go. And it was a really heartbreaking moment and a very positive documentary to see, I mean, at my age, she's um, this young lady, um, to see her have that realization that she has to find a new dream and she says that she had to stop and figure out what else she was going to do with her life because she realized that dance was out of her reach. Um, even with all of Dada's help, like to find that money for a summer to pay for everything, for living expenses, for regular travel expenses, like for housing, she couldn't do it. Dada couldn't do it. The. Documentary does an excellent job of showing Miss Allen's famous no-nonsense teaching method, which is very old-school ballet, and how even though she's coming out of that tradition, she's trying to shape dance into something new. She's tossing away the idea that BIPOC bodies, particularly Black bodies, um, aren't suited for ballet. I remember hearing that as a child because I am black, my sisters are black, we all took ballet and that was something that you constantly heard. Or if you wanted to be a professional ballerina, the big thing was, what's the diet to make you as thin as as possible? Um, And they say thin, but truthfully, it was trying to reshape you into the image of young white girls, which is not going to happen. So Debbie Allen, Lauren Anderson, Missy Copeland are a few of the dancers that have reshaped what a dancer looks like and they've sort of kicked this idea of the white and thin ideal quote-unquote dancer to the curb and I'm not saying that there's no longer a dancer's body um, and that the discrimination in ballet or in all honesty any type of dance doesn't exist Um, There wasn't a Black principal ballerina at a company in the United States until 1982. Uh, That's just, and it was just two years ago that Precious Adams, excuse the horns, but I am in New York. But it was just two years ago in 2018 that Precious Adams, the first artist of the English National Ballet, after leaving the Bolshoi because they told her that she needed to quote unquote, rub the Black off and then also left her out of performances, She received criticism because she decided that she wanted to wear brown tights instead of pink tights because brown matched her skin tone. If you've done any ballet, you know that the point of tights, just like point shoes, is that they're supposed to look like your legs because it creates a certain silhouette. But she was criticized for this. Um, Dada is actively working to redefine what dance is so BS like this doesn't happen uh, on a regular basis. There is a scene with Miss Allen, and she's speaking to the entire cast during a rehearsal. She's annoyed that they aren't working hard enough and that they're uh, not as tight as they should be. Um, The practices for the hot chocolate nutcracker are only on the weekend. It allows for children who regularly couldn't be involved Because their parents can't drive them or because they can't get around or because they have other school activities to be there and to be part of this. And so because of that, though, that means that the practices, the rehearsals are even stricter and even more intense and probably even more grueling, even for the babies. And by the babies, I mean the three, the four, the five, maybe even all the way up to the nine-year-olds. So they get rowdy. They are going to talk. They're kids. But she's telling them that she's trying to help them learn professional work ethic, that no matter what they do in the future, they should apply it to everything they do in life and every job they have, whether it's maintenance or a teacher or in Washington. In another scene, uh, excuse me, scene, she's speaking to a class of high school age girls and some of them have arrived late. You know, teenagers being teenagers, as one of the directors says, as you're a teenager, you're mind is out of your body and you're just sort of going along. And so she's annoyed at them. And she reminds them that they're not working hard just for the hot chocolate nutcracker. That working hard isn't just about doing it for the show, but doing it in every aspect of their life. It's an update of the Black parent talk, you know, the you have to work 200% harder than everyone else and everything because you'll always have two strikes against you. Uh, most of Miss Allen's students are BIPOC, and they are from lower income backgrounds. And she's right; they will. <laughs> I loved this documentary. I've already watched it more than once. I will probably watch it again. I'm not in dance. I'm sure as heck not a teenager. I'm, I'm, I'm well past those years. <laughs> but the passion that Miss Allen has for her students, what she's overcome to succeed, how. The heights to which she has succeeded and how she's kept her passion through like all the struggles and the racist BS and the sexist BS to have a 40 plus year successful career is inspiring. How she's changed and continues to change and shape the industry that she loves by inspiring new generations is even more inspiring. When I watched this and when I saw what the... What Dada does, but then also what the hot chocolate nutcracker does for children and for young creatives, especially in a field like dance, that very much does not welcome Black bodies, that very much does not welcome BIPOC bodies, that thinks, um, especially in ballet, that the ideal is how thin and wispy can you be? I was like, how can, how can we get (laughs) this out to more people? Can, you know, is Disney going to swoop in and say, hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars every year for a filmed version of the hot chocolate nutcracker? Because that's what needs to happen. Because you hear so much about people being passionate about something or, oh, I want to change A, B, C, D. And like, Miss Allen's out here doing it and changing changing an entire industry and changing so many future generations and doing it on a daily basis. And it's a freaking nonprofit, like non-profit. This is all just going back to the kids that she is trying to help shape their futures and support their their dreams. And all the teachers there are doing that, whether they're the teachers that are there on a daily basis or are the professionals that come in to participate and to train just for hot chocolate nutcracker. And it was wonderful to see. And I hope that this documentary brings... (laughs) Sorry, y'all. Yes, I do have a fax machine. I, yeah, guess my age based on that. Um, But it was just wonderful to see the passion that all these professionals and successful creatives had for these children and helping them to the next step whether in their life you know whether it was in a dance career or otherwise and i just hope that this documentary brings more attention to that the dada's mission um and maybe some nice large random checks for the hot chocolate nutcracker going forward um there are so many great stories in the stock but i'm going to only tell you how two of them end um, this is a spoiler alert for Joanna and for April. So Joanna, who couldn't take the New York scholarship, discovered that she actually loved teaching dance as well. So she's currently a choreographer and teaches dance in Philly while studying early childhood education. In April, one of our fairy queens and a uh, POYO Loco cashier <laughs> received a full scholarship to train at the Joffrey Ballet and then joined the Complexions Contemporary Ballet in New York City. I don't know where either one of these young ladies is right now. I hope they're doing well. I say that as we're in the middle of a pandemic. And to be a creative right now is difficult no matter where you are. But this documentary will just remind you about that hard work and that passion. And it's a crappy time right now, especially depending on which country you're in. And this is a good reminder that you can still work you can still work hard even when things are against you and I know sometimes that's not the most inspiring thing to hear right that like it's bad just suck it up and get up nobody's saying that I'm just saying it's nice to see that people are trying to make it better that there are some things that I don't know it'll just put a smile on your face um to see people in the world doing well because we've seen so much selfishness in 2020, even in the, (laughs) heck, even in the three years before that, that this is a nice positive change and you can see how it helps the next generation and how it actually does make like the world and people better. So watch this when you get a chance, it's only an hour and a half and it will leave you smiling, and just your heart full. That's all the wonders that I have to share with you today. To continue the discussion, you can find me on Twitter at T A N A G R A G G N O C. That's Twitter at Tanagra Geek Girl Nerd of Color. For all you Android users, you can find us on Anchor and Radio Public. And for all you iThemes users, you can listen in on iTunes and Overcast. You can also listen to us on YouTube uh leave a message on twitter or youtube and i'll get back to you let's talk um maybe even suggest a show or movie something positive because i think that we all need it right now i don't know if there'll be any more christmas epi- christmas movie episodes um but if that's the only positive films coming out uh prepare for more of them in 2021 thanks for joining make choices and don't follow it up